Chapter 2 The Immorality of Neutrality All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are to be found in Christ. Thus, if one were to try and arrive at the truth apart from commitment to the epistemic authority of Jesus Christ, he would be robbed through vain philosophy and deluded by crafty deceit. See Colossians chapter 2 verses 3 through 8. Consequently, when the Christian approaches scholarship, apologetics, or schooling, he must staunchly refuse to acquiesce to the mistaken demands of neutrality in his intellectual life. He must never consent to surrender his distinctive religious beliefs for the time being, as though one might thereby arrive at genuine knowledge impartially. The beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. Attempting to be neutral in one's intellectual endeavors, whether research, argumentation, reasoning, or teaching, is tantamount to striving to erase the antithesis between the Christian and the unbeliever. Christ declared that the former was set apart from the latter by the truth of God's word. John chapter 17 verse 17. Those who wish to gain dignity in the eyes of the world's intellectuals by wearing the badge of neutrality only do so at the expense of refusing to be set apart by God's truth. In the intellectual realm, they are absorbed into the world so that no one could tell the difference between their thinking and assumptions and apostate thinking and assumptions. The line between believer and unbeliever is obscured. Such indiscrimination in one's intellectual life not only precludes genuine knowledge, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, and guarantees vain delusion, Colossians chapter 2 verses 3 through 8, it is downright immoral. In Ephesians chapter 4 verses 17 through 18, Paul commands the followers of Christ that they no longer walk as the Gentiles also walk in the vanity of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them, because of the hardening of their heart. Christian believers must not walk, must not behave or live in a way which imitates the behavior of those who are unredeemed. Specifically, Paul forbids the Christian from imitating the unbeliever's vanity of mind. Christians must refuse to think of reason according to a worldly mindset or outlook. The culpable agnosticism of the world's intellectuals must not be reproduced in Christians as alleged neutrality. This outlook, this approach to truth, this intellectual method evidences a darkened understanding and hardened heart. It refuses to bow to the lordship of Jesus Christ over every area of life, including scholarship and the world of thought. One has to make this basic choice in his thinking, to be set apart by God's truth or to be alienated from the life of God. It cannot be two ways. One shall be set apart, set against, or alienated from either the world or from the word of God. He will stand in contrast to the intellectual method which he refuses to follow. He either refuses to follow God's word, or he refuses to follow the vain mindset of the Gentiles. He distinguishes himself and his thinking either by contrast to the world or by contrast to God's word. The contrast, the antithesis, the choice is clear. Either be set apart by God's truthful word or be alienated from the life of God. Either have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16, or the vain mind of the Gentiles, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17. Either bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, 
2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, or continue as enemies in your mind, Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. Those who follow the intellectual principle of neutrality and the epistemological method of unbelieving scholarship do not honor the sovereign lordship of God as they should. As a result, their reasoning is made vain. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. In Ephesians chapter 4, as we have seen, Paul prohibits the Christian from following this vain mindset. Paul goes on to teach that the believer's thinking is diametrically contrary to the ignorant and darkened thinking of the Gentiles. But you did not learn Christ after this manner. Verse 20. While the Gentiles are ignorant, the truth is in Jesus. Verse 21. Unlike the Gentiles who are alienated from the life of God, the Christian has put away the old man and has been renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verses 22 and 23. This new man is distinctive in virtue of the holiness of truth. Verse 24. The Christian is completely different from the world when it comes to intellect and scholarship. He does not follow the neutral methods of unbelief, but by God's grace he has new commitments, new presuppositions in his thinking. Therefore, the Christian who strives after neutrality in his thought is found actually to be endeavoring to efface the fact that he is a Christian. By denying his distinctive religious commitment, he is reduced to apostate thought patterns and absorbed into the world of unbelief. Attempting to find a compromise between the demands of worldly neutrality, agnosticism, and the doctrines of Christ's word results in the rejection of Christ's distinctive lordship by obliterating the great gulf between the thinking of the old man and that of the new man. No such compromise is even possible. No man is able to serve two lords. Matthew chapter 6 verse 24. It should come as no surprise that, in a world where all things have been created by Christ, Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, and are carried along by the word of his power, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, and where all knowledge is therefore deposited in him who is the truth, Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 and John chapter 14 verse 6 and who must be Lord over all thinking, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Neutrality is nothing short of immorality. Whosoever, therefore, would be a friend of the world maketh himself an enemy of God, James chapter 4, verse 4. Do you have the courage of your Christian distinctives in scholarship, apologetics, and schooling, or have you been trying to wipe out the contrast between Christian thought and apostate thought by following the demands of neutrality? Put in biblical perspective, this question can be rephrased in this way. Does your thinking operate under the lordship of Jesus Christ, or have you become an enemy of God through neutral, agnostic, unbelieving thought patterns? Choose this day whom you will serve.